host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who love the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason, and here we delve into those reasons. So it is officially December, which means it's officially holiday horror season, and this week I am so excited because we have movie YouTuber and self-proclaimed holiday horror enthusiast Jason Nike on the show to chat about not only horror, but specifically holiday horror. Personally, I'm not a big fan of the holidays, but I've gotten into them this year because I've had a number of Christmas horror movies to catch up on. Check that out. Check out my opinions for those on our Instagram or Twitter. We talk to Jason about how he fell in love with horror at age four, what holiday he thinks needs its own horror movie, and the holiday horror movies he watches every December no matter what. We also chat about how horror movies have helped him handle some real-life horrors with more ease and why the horror community is so amazing, unlike anything else. Lastly, he also talks about Black Christmas 2019 and how it's really not as bad as everyone says it is. If you've listened to the show before, you know I stand Black Christmas 2019, so I was very excited to hear this. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and also subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review, it's so appreciated as it really helps people find the show. I think I've rambled enough, so let's get in- into this episode with Jason Nike. Hey Jason, how are you? I'm good, Allison, how are you? I'm good, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm super excited to talk to you about holiday horror since it is December while we're recording this. Why don't you, to start off, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're from, et cetera. Well, I'm just a a blue collar Canadian boy. I live uh, east of Toronto, let's just say that. Um, Very kind of a blue collar town or city, I would say. Um, But everyone knows Toronto. I, I hope you guys all know Toronto anyway. And if you can't tell that I'm Canadian, you're going to find out why it's funny. Like I hear, I hear you and you kind of got this, I say horror and I hear other people go horror. You're going to go horror to your voice. And I got the horror to my voice, but yeah, that's where I'm from a family man. I'm a a husband, a father, three boys. So who don't like horror at all. So uh, I'm all alone in the in that game, and I just uh, yeah, it's. But I'm very glad to be here, and that that's where I'm from. Awesome. Uh, I was on your YouTube channel a few weeks ago talking about horror too, and some of my hot takes. So that was fun. You guys haven't seen it? You should go check it out. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It was a lot of fun. Um, I actually watched a bit of it today, just to. I don't usually watch myself back. I don't, uh, cause I don't like the sound of my own voice. So I just kind of see how the audio is and everything. And I, yeah, it was good. I like, I like remembering it in the moment and, uh, I'm sure we'll get into this, but I did watch, uh, 2019 black Christmas. Oh, so. okay. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm scared to ask what you thought of it, but we'll get, we'll get into that in a little bit. So first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? Uh, well, there's three that compete really. But usually it always ends up being a nightmare on Elm Street, the original from 1984, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho from 1960, and The Thing from 1982, John Carpenter's The Thing. Those three are usually the ones I can honestly say are my favorites. But Nightmare usually, for the most part, nudges them out just by a hair, though. 
That's cool. Nightmare on Elm Street is definitely good. It's the only 1980s horror movie that I caught up on during the pandemic that I had not seen that I did not absolutely hate. So that's a good one. But the remake was not good. The 2009. No. Oh, I was so bored. One of the worst remakes. One of the worst remakes I've ever seen. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? Well, my mom was a big horror fan. Um, she loved scary movies. Uh, she used to talk and yell at the TV at some. Sometimes, I can remember. I think I was waking up from a nap, and this would have been 1983 when I was four years old. And it's the scene in Cujo where she's smashing the 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 car window to get her son out because he's it's so hot in there that he can't breathe, and he's a, a, um he's like just going. <laughs> what's that word? Uh, Hyperventilating? Yeah, hyperventilating. Sorry. Yeah. And and I can just remember this is intense. Like this is crazy. And a big Saint Bernard chased it like after them and everything. And so for a four-year-old, it was pretty intense. And that was one of the earliest memories. Gremlins was an early memory. But the first horror movie I really watched all the way through. Uh we're at the video store, the corner store, and I saw Jason Lives Friday at 13 part six, the cover. I don't I want to rent that. She goes, you sure? I go, yes, I want to watch it. And so we had this, uh, we kind of have a, a dark basement that had paneling, like in the 80s paneling, like think of Stranger yeah. Things, kind of basement. It was, yeah. and I had a little bean bag I would sit on. And I, I sat there pretty much the old tube TV, just sitting there watching. And I was so engaged in that movie. And I know it's very tongue in cheek. It's very, but as a little, uh, like seven years old, I watched it. It's, I would, I didn't pick up on those moments of comedy and tongue. For me, it was, it was, holy crap, they're digging someone up. They're digging Jason up and the lightning coming out and his, the maggots all over him and his eye opening and he comes out of the grave. It's just, ever since that day, I've been a huge, huge Friday fan, huge horror fan. Um, and it's the my mom sat there the whole time and watched it with me. So it was a very, very special connection. I can watch that today and it's almost like my my living room or wherever I'm watching it disappears and I'm back in that that house again with my mom. It's just that and Cujo, they really have that effect on me. And yeah, I just uh that's why I love that movie so much and why it's so dear to me. And even though a lot of people well, it is the fan favorite, I would say. It's one of the fan favorites of that series. And it, it's got a good pace to it. And it's got a good old monster movie feel. And that's why I like the Frankensteins and Dracula. Because I because it has that that feel to it. And it looks great in black and white if you pop a filter on it. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. I've never know, I have never heard that Jason Lives is a fan favorite. I've never seen it. But I don't know. So it's the precursor to scream because it's very meta oh it's okay. very you know they're they're uh, not like he kills a girl right and her credit because she's offering him money right going we do in, in the, the little american express card is floating in the the puddle that she's drowning in because he spears her in the head and you can hear the joke going you know don't leave home without it it's that it's very meta it's like scream it's got uh and kevin williamson the writer of scream told the director writer director of jason lives that uh yeah your movie was a complete influence on me writing scream oh cool oh well i will have to check that one out i've only seen through friday the 13th part four i think so i have to catch up a little bit (laughs) 
So why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? Oh God, I've heard you uh, ask this and so many great answers. <laughs> and I know it's kind of cliche, but um, we just like to dabble in the darkness. Let's say we like to, we're fascinated by darker things. I know I was as a kid. Um, and you know, when you'd see in the paper, I remember reading or my parents talking about, I remember a young girl got murdered in Toronto or somewhere like that when I was a kid and they, my mom and dad would be talking about it and it always, but it would fascinate me. Like, I don't want to read that article. And it's, I was only like seven, nine years old wanting to read this. Right. And they go, you're, you're strange, Jason. You're a strange little, my mom used to go, he's my little psycho and like that kind of thing. And I think if we just like to, it just doesn't scare us uh, like to read up on this and to you know do our own research maybe like I can remember watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot 2003 and on the DVD no you haven't seen it well there's a really good documentary on it though if you buy the DVD of the real person it's based on Ed Gein and and that documentary was more frightening than the movie was like it will give you chills because of what this this was a real dude who looked like Elmer Fudd and took women's legs and made coffee table legs out of them. Like like in all this, they go into all this dark stuff. And I think it's a fascination, I think. And I think, you know, we are, as horror fans, we're just more not as scared of it to go, what is this? This is cool. Because it also it's also like dress up and it's community, right? I mean, uh, what a month ago, I didn't even know who you were, Allison. <laughs> and then yes. here we are in our second, our, our second chat. And yeah. it, I think horror fans are really big on building community. Um, like, you're not going to get that from a, a rom-com group. In fact, I would be very unsettled if there was a rom-com podcast and there was all these community and they had, uh, that would actually, I'd go, there's no, there's, there's something not right here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there, There is a rom-com podcast called Romancing the Pod that talks about all the things that are wrong with rom-coms, but that's <laughs> that's different. Yeah, I don't think there are communities for people who like rom-coms. I think, yeah, I don't think that's... And, and I do like, a, there are some I do like. <laughs> I'm not putting it down. It is, uh, I love The Wedding Singer. I love John Candy did one called Only a Little Lonely. I like, like there are, there are out there, but they're trash for the most part they and that's probably why they don't make them anymore yeah <laughs> yeah definitely um i never get into all of like the holiday um what are the hallmark romance movies that come out around the holidays yeah. i'm like i can't i can't those are real horror movies i can't do those right now <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what's your favorite subgenre in horror oh i was thinking about this hmm it is slasher at the end of the day I do like a lot of, I do like the 80s slashers, but there's a lot of them I don't like. So I, I want to make that kind of clear. Like there, I mean, I didn't like Sleepaway Camp. I don't like The Prowler. I think My Bloody Valentine is one of the most overrated ones, even though I'm excited about the fan film, because I think what they're trying to, trying to do with it, because I interviewed some of them on my channel. I, did, um, I didn't I know there was a fan film going on. Tell me about that. That's, uh, it's called, um, oh boy, what's it called? Um... It is a My Bloody Valentine fan film. Uh, 
I forget what it's called. It escaped. I, this was a while back, but uh, I can definitely send you some info on it. Um, okay. I know the guy playing the miner is like a, a cosplayer. That's yeah. how he got kind of hired. He's uh, and he loves the miner and stuff like that. And uh, and I have uh, actually a friend in YouTube who covered some of the actresses doing it, and they're they're putting a lot of their passion because they love it. And um, and I told I remember telling them on my show saying, you know, I just don't connect with the characters in this film. I mean, I just can't. And one of them actually agreed with me, and the other said, "Well, I I do like the characters. I like that blue collar town." I go, "That stuff's great." It was just the it's it didn't work for me, but uh, I thought the kills were great. I liked the look of the miner, but uh, I actually did like the remake. I didn't mind the remake as as much as the, but the original never worked worked <laughs> for me. But, um, but the title of the movie escapes me right now. Okay. And I do well, apologize to the director <laughs> and all that. I I because I know I should know this. Um oh Valentine's Bluffs, I think it's called. Oh, okay. Valentine Bluffs. Um, so but yeah, a lot of them don't work for me, but uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite horror film. Uh very, very unique slasher movie. Um, I like Friday the 13th. I like the original Halloween, the franchise as a whole. It's rough. It's rough for me. Um, it's really rough. But uh, and I think slashers need to come back in a big way. They're kind of living in the fan film genre right now. I think they need to come back in a big way, but doing something very uh, just add a psychological nature to it. Have some real raw tension, and then you're going to have a really good slasher. Something well written. Something. Um, um, we're past the point of bad acting and slashers like let's let's go about it better like i like like strangers pray at night is one I, I really liked because when you already start a movie off with family drama and tension then when the killing starts it 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 amps it up even more yeah and i think that's even though there are some decisions that the characters made a lot of people complain about oh i hate when they do this and but if i'm already invested in character and story I, I can kind of forgive a lot of those tropes. That's a really good if, point. Yeah. I, I didn't think about that. I've only seen Strangers Pray at Night once. Uh, it was it was good. It wasn't what the first movie was at all. They're so different. They may as well not even be both called The Strangers. That's but. a good point, too. And, uh, oh, boy, uh, Creature Features. I found when I looked at my top 50 horror films, there was actually quite a few Creature Features on there. So like like the thing, oh, okay, a Alien, uh, but also like Man versus Nature mm. films like Jaws and uh, um, uh, Tremors, uh, whatever have you. Uh, what's that one? Uh, Crawl was pretty good. Oh, that was a that fun was time. So good, I love that. Like one. stuff like that, I like, and I'm always down for a werewolf film. Okay, so. did you see Werewolves Within? I have not. I have no, not. I should get I on that. I have not either, but I've heard. I've heard it's good. But. And every full moon, once a month, I do a, a watch party with uh, uh, my buddy, the Wolfman, and we do a, a werewolf watch party, but we do it on the full moon, either pre-recorded or we have to do it live on the full moon that night. That's oh, something cool. different. Once a month. So we're going to do that for the whole year. We've done American Werewolf in London, and we've done Wolf with Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, cool. So. What What's the next one that you're going to do? Howl, which is, takes place in winter, I believe. Okay. It's on, I think it's on Shutter or Netflix. I'm not sure, but it may be a review this uh, because 
lot going on. So we may just do like a big discussion on it rather than a watch party. Yeah. Okay. But for the next year from we started in November. So November to November will be once a month. Shameless nice. plug, but uh, <laughs> you got to talk. I, I do. I, I really love a werewolf movie. So awesome. Yeah. No, plug, plug your stuff. <laughs> plug away. Totally. Um, so who are your favorite horror directors? Right now, Mike Flanagan. Mike yeah. Flanagan is an absolute <laughs> genius and he's the greatest horror mind out there right now. Um, Others, I, I mean, Alfred Hitchcock is, who doesn't copy that guy? <laughs> Everybody does. I mean, you may go back to his films and say they're dated, but you see all the techniques that everyone's using. Um, I haven't seen, I mean, I'm still going through his stuff, but I haven't seen a bad movie, really. Yeah. Everything's, yeah. everything's really, really, really good with him and the techniques he's using and stuff. Um, obviously, Carpenter. I mean, The Thing, Halloween. He's he he's done so much. Um, uh, one of his uh sci-fi kind of ones is Starman. It's it's pretty good too. Oh, I've never but, even heard of that one. Yeah, it's but his directing style is what I like. I like how he sets the mood. I like how he sets the atmosphere up. He always has a good score. Um, he makes things. He takes a low budget, but makes it seem like you're watching a big budget movie. Hmm. Um, to me. To me, anyway, he just really knows how to use the camera. He's this—he's great. He's great, Carpenter. But uh, and James Wan, I really like. So James Wan and Mike Flanagan were toe to toe there for a while until Midnight Mass just blew James Wan out of the water for me. I just think Flanagan is a better storyteller. I think James Wan is really good with tension. Like it's funny, they both kind of have their what they're really good at yeah um i like to see james wan i know he's going into the comic book world for a while now but um i like it when he does horror though yeah even though he's good at everything <laughs> um but mike flanagan right now I, I just haven't seen a bad thing yet and i haven't seen everything i still need to see before i wake and uh absentia because I, I haven't been able to find that one. Oh, i think absentia was on shutter last time I really checked. maybe it's not oh. anymore but I think that's where I watched it. It was either on Shutter or Netflix. Well, let's so. hopefully it's on Canadian Shutter. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You it is get different. A VPN. Yeah, but uh, I definitely want to watch that. Yeah, because I would like to do a whole Flanagan series yeah. and go through everything. But uh, yeah, I think he's just a genius, man. <laughs> like he just—he always has something to say. He's got yeah. great acting. He's got great cinematography. It seems to be—it almost seems to be easy for him. Like yeah. when you see him in interviews and you see him on the set, it just seems he obviously knows knows what what he's doing and like what how to get what he wants. And and Kate Seagull, I just love too. I love his wife, and she's just amazing uh, and everything. Ah, uh, yeah, those are two dream guests that I would love to have on. <laughs> just going to right? speak, put that into the universe. I'd love to have them both on. What's your favorite Mike Flanagan movie that you've seen? Uh, favorite movies probably. I think Oculus is his most underrated. I really enjoy that one. Um, I really like Hush. I think Hush is the one I'd go back to more than anyone else. But Gerald's game is so, so good too. I love it. It's just so um, captivating. Yeah. Like as soon as she's, as soon as she's kind of handcuffed, you're like, you don't want to stop watching. (laughs) Or maybe when he has the heart attack, when he kind of passes out, you're like, where is this going? And, but it's a, 
it's also a real dark, dark, dark tale, right? It's yeah. <laughs> I only watched it once, but because I was never, I never was in the mood to go back to it. Um, but I watch, I watch Hush like once a year. So, and I always make sure I watch it with somebody who's never seen it before. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> well, he's uh, and kind of as much as I love him, I find I don't revisit a lot of his stuff. Uh, like, they're really heavy. <laughs> they're heavy, yeah. They're heavy, and they're. But Hush seems to be like his take on Halloween. Almost, it's like him doing a Halloween film. That's what he says, anyway. Oh, it was okay. Just, it was me just doing my version of Halloween. Which, if you oh. look at it, it's kind of like it's kind of yeah. like that, but just with smaller scale, uh, less people in it. Yeah, but. definitely. I mean, it's just it's it's you're in a place where you think you're supposed to be safe. And then a guy just comes along, tries to kill you. So, <laughs> yeah. So now on to holiday horror, why I wanted you to come on, because you said you love holiday horror when we spoke last. So tell me, why do you love hor- uh, holiday horror so much? Uh, the atmosphere. Really. I love Christmas, although I'm finding it very hard to get into the mood of Christmas this year. <laughs> but I'm sure it will come. But uh, I don't like the rat race that's out there right now, and I don't like the commercialism of Christmas, but I love the atmosphere of Christmas. I love the lights on and Christmas tree and and all that stuff. And when you got horrific things happening at Christmas, it just seems to be not right. It's it's like that's that's uh, that's scary stuff. Like because we're all supposed to be nicer, we're all supposed to be kinder. Everything's even though it's not if you see people in the mall <laughs> right yeah but i don't know i think it's that i think it's that atmosphere like kind of like at halloween time there's a certain atmosphere right well christmas has a great atmosphere too and i th- I, th- I think that's what it is for me i just really like christmas um there's not a lot of holiday really like theater released horror holiday like christmas horror films a lot of it's i see on very low budget stuff that I'm like, oh, am I gonna like that, or is this a waste of my time? But um, yeah, I think that's that's what it is. It's it's just uh, you know, maybe being in Canada here, this we get heavy snowfalls and Christmas is a big thing here. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure it is in states too. But uh, I know your guys' Thanksgiving's pretty big. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a movie was just released last weekend. I think that was called. Uh, Black Friday about Black Friday sales and <laughs> I did not uh, I didn't watch it but from what I understand it's about um, these shoppers start turning into zombies and the store workers have to like fight them off I don't know did did you happen to see it no no I, I've a uh, little time lately for that stuff or just <laughs> for me let's say but uh um, I'll definitely try and check it out though because uh, I, I laugh because our Black Friday's not like yours. It gets crazy, <laughs> but not like what I've seen on YouTube of oh, God. people losing their freaking minds over uh, a saving of fifty bucks. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know who goes after those sales. If like people just need to go on Facebook Marketplace if they want cheap shit. So, <laughs> like these sales are not necessary anymore. Um. So what are your top three favorite holiday horror movies? Uh, Black Christmas, Black Christmas, and Black Christmas from 1974. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Black Christmas for sure. Um, I absolutely love it. And I was kind of late to that one. 
I only watched it about three years ago. Um, considering I'm Canadian, I, it's shame on <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> shame on me. But I think it's one of those films that a lot of people don't know about. Um, Gremlins, I always enjoyed ever since I was a kid. I still like to put it on every Christmas. Um, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night's fun. I can already tell you it won't be your kind of movie. It's uh, it's extremely campy, but it's but it's about the killer, and okay. I so I, I enjoy it. And that's another one I didn't, I haven't, but a couple of years ago I watched. But it was one of those slashers. I thought, well, I I have fun with this one though, you know, and I have yeah. fun with this one. Um, and the one I I kind of fell asleep during it last night, but uh, I've seen it before though. It's better watch out. That's one of the most, one of the more modern ones I absolutely love because. They take this trope of literally the killer inside your house. You're babysitting him. Like, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler people. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, there are so many spoilers in all, all, every episode that I do. So I hope, I hope nobody, nobody comes to these expecting not to have yeah. movies spoiled. And I thought of a drinking game recently that somebody could play while they listen to these episodes. And every time I say I have not seen that movie, take a drink. Don't do that because oh, you'd boy. probably die. <laughs> um, but uh, I love Better Watch Out. That's such a good movie. It's so fucked up, but it's... And, and it's got snow in it, like real snow. Yeah. It looks like it has real snow in it. And it has the atmosphere I really like about Christmas. Um, the Virginia Madsen, I'm like her character is so off the freaking wall and so blunt and and the parents i really liked i thought they were hilarious so i'm like what is this and then an underrated final girl yeah like like she has a great ending of the or moment at the ending of the film um i'll stop a spoiler there just in case but um she's great she's great in it. and so it's like you know so is the kid he's he was pretty yeah. i thought everyone did a good job definitely um what was I gonna say I watched um, Deadly Games for the first time last night, which was entertaining. It's basically Home Alone if Kevin lived in the castle, <laughs> but and was a computer programmer, but uh, super cheesy. But you know, it was cute. I didn't hate it. So I was actually listening to your podcast with Sharon and Mindy about you guys talking about that today. At my, I want to just uh, I wanted to hear your interview with them so I watched, I listened to most of it when I had time but you guys were talking about that one. Oh, like, really? yeah at that time you didn't see it so it was kind yeah of like... <laughs> that was like a year ago yeah so oh yeah so is there a holiday that you would love to see used as the backdrop for a horror movie that hasn't been used yet well I was born on St. Patrick's Day mm. um uh, I was a premature babies too like so meant to be I guess uh I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, some American friends, Canadian friends, whatever, go over to uh, Ireland, and maybe there's some Gaelic, Gaelic, Irish tale, and maybe they get lost in these woods, and I don't know. Some maybe something St. Patrick's Day like, because they shut the street down for the whole week, the whole place down for, and they party hard, apparently, <laughs> like 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 uh, Mardi Gras or something like that. Yeah. on saint patrick's day uh i know they got the leprechaun the little freaking but they're uh i i wouldn't imagine i don't i haven't seen all of them i remember one of them as a kid but i wouldn't imagine they but i don't know something more serious um a saint patrick's day horror film 
Yeah, I think that's great. What you described kind of sounds like a um, combination of Midsommar plus Hostel plus yes. um, the the ritual. Yeah, so. yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can be done. It can be done. Yeah. Um, Eli Roth, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. At, he's great at making movies that say Americans should not travel. <sighs> so. <laughs> You mentioned at the top of our recording that you just watched Black Christmas 2019. Give me your thoughts. Oh boy. Um, well, let's put this. I'm going to put this right out, and this is unpopular. The remake, the 2006, absolute dog shit. I just watched I like it the, a couple nights ago. It was so bad. <laughs> this is the worst movie remake I have ever seen in my life ever and i posted something in my horror, horror group that we all talk and i was like on the out on this they say well wait till you watch 2019 2019 has problems i will admit that but it is not a cartoon e uh yeah cartoony thing i mean when it's pulling eyeballs out you can hear a cartoony oh, sound go God. pop and it's awful i don't like billy's back i would rather have no billy than that god-awful version of billy and yellow yellow version shot so it shot well it looked yeah it looks <laughs> good i go it doesn't look good it looks like a hallmark rom-com yeah <laughs> movie it doesn't look good at all that's not christmas that's a hollywood version of what christmas is black christmas 74 is christmas that is a real christmas um where I believe the characters a lot that thinks this got and poor Katie Cassidy, it's not her fault. <laughs> that is uh she's been in the two worst remakes I have ever seen. Yeah. Uh or at least the top five. It's bad. But getting to 2019, I like how it started. Cause I went into it going, okay, I know this is not about Billy. I know this is not about Black Christmas. It probably I, I'm not big on them taking the name. This I get it, probably just sell tickets to get people asses in the seats but if i would have known if i would have thought that was a black christmas film i i would have been harder on this movie but i knew what i was getting into um but i kind of kind of like i know it's called the man hater movie and stuff like that but it was kind of doing what promising young woman did it was trying to bring this awareness of what goes on in these frat parties and stuff like that and i did like that i just thought they were like they're telling you too much rather than kind of just showing you you know what i mean and i almost feel like this movie would have worked better as a halloween movie like the girls were dressed up in halloween costumes and because maybe you know how the that cult was like a yeah they're in costumes i think maybe this would have worked better as a halloween hmm. some kind of like i don't know the the halloween party or something yeah. like that or <laughs> something on those lines but i did like the main girl there who played right like riley mm -hmm. I thought she was pretty good as a character. It, when it gets supernatural, that's it. Does, I liked it when it was kind of a home invasion movie. It should have yeah. stayed like that. It got way too supernatural. There's a lot, like there's a lot of things I didn't like. I probably wouldn't return to it, but it is not as bad. I don't think it's as bad as people are making it. I mean, like half a star, one star. No, there's there's worse <laughs> stuff out there. I. You want to send a message? You want to tell people like I, at least they had something to say even though it was kind of it was kind of in your face of it or in your face a lot actually but uh but i did like that 
that awareness though, bringing that awareness up because yeah. it's it, maybe they could have, it should have been executed better. It wasn't a very good horror film as a scary movie. It was uh, like, it. you could tell this was a rust production. Yeah. And the way it was shot and stuff, but it, some of the shots still look good. So some of the angles they were using, it was like, I, this is not working for me. But it really went off the rails halfway, especially that, you know, that conversation they have where they tell you the whole plot in the conversation. You go, oh, you know what's happening? I know what's happening and all that. But this is not as bad as movie as people are making out to be, you know, this is just agenda freaking crap and stuff like that. And yeah, it's got a message, but at least it has a message. Not like freaking 2006 where it's just mindless splatter fest that, yeah, in the 80s, I would have, but this was 2006. This is when, this is when Texas Chainsaw Massacre was at, where we we're supposed to be taking things a bit more serious. And it was so you could have made that movie into a cartoon, and it would have changed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. I'm glad you didn't hate it. Um, so that's more one more person in the this movie wasn't so bad fan club. Um, I hope more people watch it. Yes, they. They are not subtle with the message, but it's a message that I believe we need to not like. What's the term? Pussyfoot around. So, yeah. and they did show that there was some nice guys in that movie. Yeah. So it wasn't got, a complete. They, yeah. They and the one guy over. did stand up. The one guy did stand up for himself and say, "Hey, listen, we're not all like that woman." And he's like, "You know, that's where his girlfriend gets pissed off." He goes, "We're not all like that because, yeah, like you're gonna, we're not all." like that um but it had a potential to do a promising young woman kind of thing but it just needed more time more fleshed out and maybe they would have had something maybe they would have had something there that we could all liked like as a general audience but yeah but anyways sorry go ahead yeah no that's totally fine i see you're wearing your it's me billy sweatshirt do you want to talk about that a little i love it's me billy it's me billy is a fan film uh sequel to the original directed by uh dave mccray and bruce dale dave mccray is a voice actor but he runs a youtube channel um i'm sure you've heard of him from sharon and mindy yes. too they they had he's been on the show a lot um they did an excellent job with this film this is this is my sequel to the original <laughs> film and it's uh i've had all the girl the actresses on my show so they're a lot of fun very professional actresses and very good conversations with them about the filming of this and and dave and bruce did such a good job writing this you know you're instantly care about these characters and it's only like a 40 40 minute movie 42 minute movie that's designed to be episodic like it's designed to be like a almost like you're watching a pilot that's what it feels like and riddled with raw white knuckled tension just so good hardly any blood like it's it's just filled with ten tension 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 mood and atmosphere dave's all about mood and atmosphere that's mm -hmm. his big tagline on his show and boy did he deliver that and the sound design's really good um the acting is really really good and we see we get billy back like we get billy billy back like that that same billy from the the first movie and you it feels like a black christmas film and that's what I appreciate appreciate about it so much. Awesome. Um, so it's not Billy with a, with a yellow skin. No, 
<laughs> I mean, I think some people are saying kind of look like Rob Zombie's Michael Myers. But <laughs> but Dave explains why he looks like that because a guy's deranged as Billy who was young, 40, what was it, 45 years ago? You think this guy would yeah. be taking haircuts? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Uh, well, that sounds very cool. I love atmosphere and mood and tension and all of that. So I have yet to watch it, but I have to go watch it. Um, so yeah. What are your other favorite horror movies that have great um, mood and atmosphere? Oh boy. Oh. Uh, Vacancy is a good one. I really like yeah. that. That was a really, that's one no one yeah. talks about either. Yeah. I noticed that too. I only saw it once in theaters and then I've never, I was too scared to ever go watch it again. I love that movie. And it's one I don't visit too much, to be honest with you. But again, I was saying earlier, when you bring tension with the characters already and you got this couple who's going through a hard time, they're ready to get divorced. They had, a, they lost a child They're She doesn't want to talk about anything, but he does like they're two different personalities, the way they deal with things, the tension in that car ride before anything even happens, you could almost carry the movie that way. So when this starts happening, Oh, it just gets amped up. And, and I think, yes, could you have had a nice, happy couple driving through the night? Yeah, but I don't think it would have worked as well. Yeah. It, it, it would have still worked. It would The movie would have worked still, but the fact that there's so much tension with them already is kind of like, it, it just amps it up even more. Um, and, and there's so many, like the original Psycho, it may be dated now as far as that, but there's still some good heavy dialogue and some good tension in there uh one you like the rings really good yeah like if i'm thinking of just tension filled movies the ring is really good the others is really good yeah um uh my vhs shelf i'm trying to think here <laughs> um this one's more of a thriller but flatliners has some really good mm. food and atmosphere the original the re that's another horrible remake oh i've um, only seen the remake which it, oh. it was fine it wasn't i wasn't as bad watch the original i I, see that's one i think you'd you'd enjoy maybe because it's not campy at all all right it's not campy at all it's got an all-star cast you got kevin bacon and julia roberts Mm. uh, keith sutherland and well william baldwin's not a great actor but he's in oliver platt's in it oh Um, okay i think you'd enjoy that there's more there's more mood to it there's more A lot to say too. Um, I think you'd enjoy that one. That's more a thriller, but you know, films like that. A lot of the like The Conjuring is one of my favorite horror films. Um, yeah. And I know there's, I don't, I look at it just the movie fiction. I, I'm not really concerned about who the Warrens really were. I'll read up on that, research it, and I. I but the Warrens, the movie version of Warrens, I really like. <laughs> I mean, I, how can you how can you hate them in the movie? Yeah. Ex- <laughs> Right. And, and like I said, the conjuring too is just, it's a romance dressed up. You know, it's a, it's a romance, but it's dressed up at like a horror film. Yeah. That's really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the conjuring three? Yeah, it was, it was okay. It's, it's, yeah. That was another one. I thought people ripped into it really hard, yeah. but I, yeah, I started seeing the flaws of it the second time I watched it. I was like, that what I would have done, this is what they should have done. There should have been two movies. The first movie should have been all about the boy being possessed and them helping him. The second movie should have been more like Exorcism of Emily Rose and it should have been a courtroom 
kind of drama. They should have kind of that's when they should have shifted the tone. The the third conjure the but the boy being possessed and everything should have been like the first conjuring film. Yeah. And then kind of went into exorcism of Emily Rose territory. That's another one that's filled with tension too. That's a great yeah. film. Yeah, that one. <clears throat> sorry. And that one is great. And I agree. I kind of felt like it was a little bit of a bait and switch with Conjuring 3 because you were told that it was going to be about like a court case where somebody was claiming a demonic possession, but then they went into like this whole other storyline, which was most of the movie. So. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to come out with a number four. Have you heard anything about that? No, but it's making money. So I'm sure it will. Yeah. Um, I think they should have added, I think they should start making a Judy story too. They got to start bringing yeah. Judy into the mix. Um, I mean, you're already, you're already bending fact and fiction anyway. Yeah. So who cares in real life if she wasn't that involved, get her involved in the movie <laughs> version, um, right? Like, like, um, like Annabelle comes home. I kind of really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, no, it I love that one. Yeah. It was really fun and it did have a bit of tension to it at times. Yeah. So it was really good. Yeah, the only thing they might run into that into with that is that she's still alive. So she might she might, I don't know, try to yeah. stop that from happening. And, and of course Black Christmas is riddled with with tension and uh, a little story I was thinking of today because I know you're going to ask me um when I first watched it 3 years ago and that's the, the you have seen it, right? The original? Black, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know the eye shot where she 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 looks over the door and it's just Billy's eye and he's oh okay yeah, yeah I don't I remember that exact moment but I've but, seen it so but uh so what when I was a kid I was telling you we lived in this dark basement and there was just like a little window mm-hmm. and we were getting babysat by my brother and I looked up to that window and there was a guy just looking with just this and this terrified me so when I watched this movie I was like holy that's terrifying that's fucking scary and i I remembered my parents coming home after my brother kevin said that someone someone was looking in the window scared the shit out of jason and and my dad looked out and you could see footsteps out there where and my dad figured it was just a drunk guy who was drunk walking and he just kind of i don't know still don't know the what happened there but it terrified me i was just like I went like went up to my I had my blankets on and I was it tears. So when I saw that in a film and I and I think I do remember my mom watching this movie because there are scenes in it that I go, I can really remember this. But I think my mom only watched it like once. It wasn't like one she had on all the time. But yeah, that I shot uh when I was a kid. I mean I I remember that. So Stuff like that can really happen. <laughs> oh my God. I would have lost my mind. I can't believe like you and your brother didn't call the cops immediately because I would have I would have done that. And then I would have just run away. I don't know. Burn the house down. No, that would be stupid. <laughs> um, going back to vacancy though, didn't that come out around the same time as the strangers? Yeah, 2007. Strangers was 2008. Yeah, I kind of feel like The Strangers maybe overshadowed that a little because, you know, that starts out with a lot of tension, too. And then it's just two people. So I think maybe just people just remember The Strangers more. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's but there are some and I think we need to get back to some more tension, some more atmosphere. Um, 
I remember watching the ring. It was my mom said, you got to watch this movie. So, okay. And I, I remember the, like the old shack log cabin. And I go, Oh, I love that. And my mom goes, I knew you're going to say that as your freaking home. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, we got to start getting back into more tension, more. And that's the older I get. That's just the way I feel. Like when I was a kid, everything was about blood and guts. But we got to get more into the getting into your head a bit. And, you know, we don't need to show you show you everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the imagination yeah. imagine and imagination works in everything. It works in all sorts yeah. of genres like. Um, it can work in like I remember watching Gladiator with Russell Crowe and when he's at his wife's feet and she's all burnt, you don't see her. He's just mm-hmm. got her feet. And it, and it works really scott would say i wanted i wanted the audience to use their imagination what she would look like so yeah. it can work in all sorts of genres not just a horror genre are there any holiday movies that you are there any holiday horror movies that you rewatch every year uh pretty much black christmas um gremlins usually like the ones i said before silent night deadly night i'll watch of that every year i'll watch that um, we could categorize a Christmas Carol as horror. I mean, it is about ghosts visiting someone. That's um, true. Touching story. I usually watch that every year if we want to say that's a, a horror film. Um, which I think the lines are getting blurred these days of what people consider. Yeah. I, I consider horror anything that is meant to invoke fear in you to entertain us. <laughs> and that could be so many different things. And that, and the horror genre too, I find can go into any genre. That's what I like about it. It's you can put it in romance, you can put it in comedy, horror comedy, horror action, horror sci-fi, horror this horror. Like it kind of just yeah. blends. It it it's um, it's like a chameleon. It can kind of blend with any genre and work, which I find fascinating. Yeah, uh, horror musical. Evil Dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> um oh what i was gonna say before is a movie with great tension is uh antlers did you see that yet i've been i'm gonna watch it soon i remember you telling me that i do want to watch it soon i think i can rent it now so on youtube and stuff yeah there is some more but it's also it's just a lot of tension and it's very foggy oh good oh good i definitely want to get on that one yeah so you live in toronto are there any haunted places in toronto that you have ever been to haunted places in toronto um i don't not about toronto but kingston's about three hours away and uh there's a fort an old fort there in the war of 1812 that's supposed to be haunted they do the haunted walk tours there it's a pretty creepy dungeon kind of thing oh cool and that's where um um that's where it was like a, a fort in the war of 1812 where it's like a they got tall ships there and everything and there's battles fought or it's like this fort where we uh there'd be prisoners and stuff like that um that's supposed to be haunted um a little town about 20 minutes outside of where i live it's called port perry and it's got it's it the whole place is pretty much haunted it's supposed to be the little old hotels in it the all this kind of stuff and we used to call this one road called ghost road so apparently if you go and sit on ghost road at midnight there's a headless motorcycle driver well you'll see one headlight come by and then it kind of disappears and 
the urban legend of this this could just be an urban legend or i don't know what the real tale is but um he was being chased and then he didn't make his turn and then he hit a barbed wire fence and took his head clean off and uh i think his head hit a rock or something like that and a big boulder or something like that but uh i tried it once i was there sat there me and my friends we didn't see nothing <laughs> but i don't i don't tend to be i i don't tend to i don't go looking for it either but i've never really seen much supernatural stuff the only thing is that uh there's i've been working in the same place for over 20 years but we've had different shops in our first shop we'd all see like this yellow flash almost look like a yellow man we used to call him the yellow sweated man and we figured when we bought him one of the machines, he came in with one of the machines, like it kind of attached this machine. Because when we left that building, we never saw it again. But it was every one of us saw it though, and it was like a little flash of yellow. Um, could have been a reflection of the light, of course it could have been. But it was like, did you see that? I swear there was a yellow a guy in a yellow sweater sitting right there. <laughs> oh, wow, but it, that's but, so creepy. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. It felt like a nice. You got it wasn't nothing nothing felt evil or yeah or uh what's the word uh maniacal malevolent yeah and nothing yeah. like that so i think he was just a a kind old man maybe i don't know yeah. I, I don't know I, that's the only thing i've heard of stories like from my dad's uncles and stuff like that and mm -hmm. but i've never really had anything even like i was in california at the winchester mystery house yeah yeah i didn't feel a thing there like no. not one thing I don't, I don't know i don't know maybe i'm just not receptible to it uh but um but yeah i, <laughs> I know uh I'm, i do not want to go and visit the paranormal activity movies i don't want to revisit those like i've watched the first one but i'm like uh, i'm having a hard time attacking those one day because <gasps> what do you what do you mean they're terrifying like that's yeah. just like and I had kind of a experience because me and my kids, my wife, we're, we're all Christians. And so conjuring excess of Emily Rose really affects me through that perspective. And I remember my wife was watching Paranormal Activity and our my oldest is 12 now, but at the time he was just the baby. And he just started screaming, crying. And you'll get to know your baby's cry. You know what a hunger, hungry cry is. You know what a this was a scared cry. This was my wife. This is a scared. This is, I go, you're watching that shit. I said, that's no wonder he's, and I kid you not. She said a little prayer and kind of made a crucifix on like that. And, and he just stopped. He just stopped like within 30 seconds. I don't know. Maybe that movie opened a door, but ever since then, I was like, I do got the box set of paranormal activity, but I don't want to go back to it. <laughs> it kind of freaked me out just that little experience but uh i do have the box set though i just haven't watched them all yet yeah i have the box set as well i love those movies though so and i will keep watching them for as long as they keep making them so they can count on they, me they, too they do the work i will even like when the woman's sitting at the kitchen and all the cupboards open i like the f it just comes out of nowhere right you're yeah. just like it really works i think isn't that in the second one uh, I can't remember which ones I've seen. I, I must have only seen the first one and second one. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think that's the second one. I could be wrong, but I think that's the second one. 
Um, that's very cool. That's a cool story about the uh, the little town near you, though, even though you didn't get to see the ghost. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you were there on the wrong night. He took the night off. I Yeah, I have a book, though, about all the ghost towns in Ontario, which is the oh. province I live in, which is where Toronto is, Ontario. Yeah. Um, um, I don't mean to talk to people like they're in kindergarten, but uh, sometimes people just Most don't. Most people don't. who listen are in America, and we have a very bad very we have very bad knowledge of the rest of the world sorry deal with it but not um, not deal with it americans deal with the criticism but uh and ontario is quite big i mean it takes yeah. you like two days to drive out of it so um but i got a, yeah, a book of ontario towns that are haunted which would be fun to do one day maybe yeah. if the wife and i can ever get away for a road trip to just to see these yeah little towns and stuff like that um and there's like there is there is a lot of haunted stuff in Ontario, yeah. but uh, Port Perry is just one of those towns that I feel like because uh, I was reading up on a lot of stuff like the, the old hotel and and this place and that place I'm like oh, freaking crap and we used to just all talk about Ghost Road all the time and it was uh it was pretty funny I think a lot of uh, back in the day a lot of uh, couples would teenagers make out there and stuff like that. And that's where oh. they would see sometimes like the the headlight come by and look what the f- what was that? Because oh. it's like this it just goes and it's gone, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's that's so creepy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now switching gears a little bit, an article came out last year that said that horror fans were handling lockdown better than non horror movie fans. Why do you think that was the case? Uh, we expose ourselves to a lot of darkness. Um, I think I think we just I mean I've been watching horror since I was four years old I've seen all types of horror films I've seen we just I mean like when we when people see a car accident what do they do they stop they want they're fascinated by what's a person look like let's be honest that's what you're stopping for you want to see you want to right you want to see what happened yeah exactly and I just, I just think well, I'm a laid back, chill person to begin with. And I don't like people generally. Like I don't <laughs> like going out. I'm not a very social, believe it or not. I am not a very social person. <laughs> um, and so uh, lockdown was actually kind of nice for me. I know that's hard for a lot of people to fathom and think, but it was nice that I didn't have to go out that much. It was nice that I didn't have to run into people all the time. And I dealt with it really well. I dealt with really going to the grocery store where everything was gone. I'm like, okay. And watching people take toilet paper everywhere. I was like, people, this is not the fucking zombie apocalypse. <laughs> like you got to relax. Like there is light at the end of the tunnel here. Yeah. This is not the first thing everyone jumped, jumped their conclusion to was we're all going to die. We've got to stock up. We're never here and all that. And we look where we are now. And I think horror fans, I don't know. Maybe we just we can handle it. We can handle it better. We seem to just handle things better, and even the way I handle death and everything like that, I feel has something to do with horror. Yeah. Like yeah. even like when my mom passed away, I was like, I seen, seen everyone's looking to me. I seemed to deal with it really well, like honestly too well. And that's and I mean I loved my mom. I hate people. I'm not saying I loved my mom. I miss her every day. But I, for some reason, I just just we deal with things i think i think we face things maybe maybe we we live all these characters we live through vicariously the final girl or the final boy or you know um 
uh i know that's uh kind of a cliche answer i've a lot of your episodes it seems like people are kind of tread that same answer but it works it, it's an answer that's true i think we yeah, kind of yeah. all we we all deal with it whereas if you're not exposed to, if you're not exposed to horror at all real life crap would be scary i think right yeah. i and, think yeah i think that's a great answer and real life horror and real life horror is horror i mean i mean i, I got i mean my wife uh i mean i'm not gonna go into details of her life but uh, she had an abusive boyfriend at one time and i mean i can tell you that she still has nightmares of it and it's that's horror i mean that's real horror and i don't know if you if you are exposed to horror you're watching horror all the time maybe you can deal with things better because we are vicariously living through these films in a way and it's meant to be a ride right i mean i hate roller coasters i don't i hate going on them remember my wife dragging me on them i said you do not want me on a roller coaster i'm telling you that right now <laughs> i freak out i turned white after and she says holy crap you gotta eat something i said yeah so a horror film is kind of like the best it's the best uh, version of escapism is the best I, way i say it is fascination escapism we can just escape into that world or whatever world they're taking us to and it just we just seem to be on our edge of the seat the most and like some are built for just fun where we're just like oh, this can't be fun but others are just well like vacancy vacancy is a good a good analogy because you're immersed in it and you just forget about everything that's going on i do anyway i forget about what my day was like if it was bad or if it was good i am entrenched in this story and i i want to see what what happens yeah those are great points and that's a great answer and i feel like i have to rewatch vacancy now so <laughs> um yeah my uh my therapist told me this week he's like yeah you were like one of my only clients that was really handling lockdown very well last year i was like thanks um, so how do you decide what horror movie to watch when you're just hanging out and looking for something to watch? Oh, I haven't, I haven't had one of those days in a while. Um, <laughs> obviously burning a YouTube channel, uh, watching for me has gone out the window, but I'll be going on a big break soon. So I'll get ready for the new year. So, but, um, uh, eating, eating, money, mo, does that work? I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's I got, valid. I got 700, 800 Blu-ray movies probably. Oh my goodness. Um, Why yeah, do you three, have so many if you never watch movies? I do watch movies. I just before YouTube, I that's <laughs> I watched all of them. But uh sometimes I'll do I'll take a pile and go, what haven't I watched in a while? And if I can't decide, I'll do any mini money mo. Or I'll go on Shutter or Amazon Prime or even uh what's the free one there? Tubi? Tubi, yeah. They, they have a lot of good horror there. And uh I I kind of look at the description and go, yeah. I that that interests me. I want to watch that. Um, or other ones, I'm like, oh man, I just don't know if this is going to be good. And sometimes they end up being good. Um, it it just depends. Uh, but yeah, that's generally what I do. I just go on Amazon. What what's or or in a horror group, you find oh everyone watch this, watch yeah. this, watch this, watch this. So yeah, so that's how I usually do it. That's cool. Um, right after this, I'm going to go watch uh, Krampus for the first time. I bought it on DVD because 
it was five dollars. So and I've never seen it. And it's Tony Collette. So I'm excited. It's uh I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's uh the guy who did trick or treat. So Yeah. And that yeah. was a good one. Mm-hmm. So are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again? Um, not a big last house on the left kind of like I like the the sad like I like when the, the, uh, these scumbags get it at the end but I can't watch a lot of uh, the, the rape scenes are just they I don't think they're needed half the time I think you can imply a lot yeah um, I don't think you need to unless it really serves the story uh, but how often do you really need to see like 20 minutes of it like how like you know what I mean yeah do we really why was it in Rob Zombie's Halloween like his director Scott why why does that have to be there like, I just don't understand. Um, and I like Rob Zombie movies, actually. Um, I do. I like him. I am a fan of his directing style. But the, uh, Heavy Rape, Torture, uh, like, I like Saw, the first Saw movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything after the second one. But I like the psychological nature of the first one. What Buddy has to do to get out because he's so desperate, right? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, if you're just throwing... Um, like I, I would have no interest in watching Human Centipede. It doesn't yeah. interest me at all. <laughs> um, a lot of found footage stuff I'm not big on either. Um, I do got to rewatch Blair Witch though because I watched it when I was like, how old was I? 1920 at the time, and I thought I wasn't big on it then. Uh, I like things cinematic. I don't. I'm not big on. There is some good found footage though. Like I like VHS. I did enjoy that with the little short stories in it. Um, there's a lot of I have people I've recommended that I think I will watch, but but for the most part, found footage is not one. It's not something I would make. I think I would like more. I like I like the cinematography of everything. The shot, like I'll watch something. Oh, look at that beautiful shot! Look how they angled that. Look at the colors. Where not that found footage doesn't have. They're not thinking their shots yet. I'm sure they really are. Um, but I don't know. I never found footage that hasn't worked for me um, in the past that much, but I'd probably come around to it though. But for the most part, torchy porn kind of stuff, uh, heavy rape stuff, uh, anything that's just complete gratuitous gore without no story or like it's just gratuitous gore. Like I wasn't big on the Terrifier. I haven't I thought, seen that. I thought they missed a mark. I thought that could have been really, really a lot better than it was. Um, And if they added more tension to it, because it started off with some good tension, but they kind of then went right to the gore. And I went, oh, you should have held that back another half an hour. Mm. You know what I mean? And for me, once you watch it, I think you'll understand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I've heard that Art the Clown is is terrifying. Yeah. 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 Maybe next year at Halloween time. (laughs) i know Um, you're not big on gore so (laughs) i'm not big on gore i think i might be getting used to it a little bit because everyone thought Candyman, their recent remake was really gory and i didn't think it was that gory so maybe my standards have just been like like lowering as i watch more i don't know um have you had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters before i remember watching the strangers with my wife and annoying people who have never seen a horror movie when that guy comes behind her with the axe you know how he just walks <laughs> do it and i go come 
on really like like they kind of ruined the movie yeah. for you but that's kind of a, a bad experience but i love watching a horror movie with a crowd that's fun i remember watching what lies beneath have you seen that one? Oh, of course yeah oh, i yeah. saw that in theaters yeah. yeah love that movie yeah so did i yeah. um and the whole third act the crowd was so into like screaming and yelling and the film really worked with an audience um yeah. with the, like the audience was really good though they were involved in it and stuff like that and i like that i like that uh when you get an experience like that with a horror film yeah um you don't always get that though a lot of them seem a lot of it sometimes is a quiet experience you know what i mean yeah. so but that's that's a I remember, I remember the strangers just because i'm like you got to be kidding right <laughs> or you'll see something with such generic jump scares and you see a lady holding onto her seat and i'm going is this your first watch at a horror film <laughs> yeah or it's like conjuring two conjuring one i under i understand like seeing it in the theater right i i saw the second conjuring in the theater and it okay. was a great experience too not the first was, one no, I because I didn't. I wasn't sure. Like, well, what's this kind of thing? Okay. Like, it wasn't until it was talked about that I watched it. I was like, oh man! And that was one of I was creeping up to go to bed after. <laughs> it was like it was one of those kind of movies, right? It's like, oh yeah. boy. Yeah, that one was that one was rated R because of how scary it was, not because of like language or sex or anything. So. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what has your favorite horror movie of twenty twenty one been? Well, I haven't really watched many, but so I have very little to pick from. Um, and that's why I love listening to podcasts like yourself and hearing other people so I can you know, so I can get like a top 30 list of this year. That's what I'm waiting for. So I can go back and watch them all. But um, I haven't seen much, but A Quiet Place 2 probably takes the takes the lead. And there's probably a lot more out, but that, that was a good one. I liked it. It's a worthy sequel. I like the first one more still but I like how the kids kind of became the parents in it and protecting mom at the end. And, and the dad didn't die in vain. It, he, what he was teaching them comes into play here. And I really like that. I thought that was a really good arc and I don't think you need a third movie at all. I think it was, a, it's a, it's a good one, two punch. Yeah, I definitely agree. It was a great sequel and I hope they don't do a third one because yeah, it's totally un unnecessary. Um, what horror movie are you most looking forward to seeing in 2022? I had to research this because I, <laughs> I didn't know what was coming out. Um, but uh, I want to see The Wolfman. Oh, I, I know, didn't know that was coming out. Yeah, Ryan Gosling's supposed to be playing The Wolfman. Oh. Um, the Invisible Man was pretty good. It was a bit uh, overhyped, I thought. I thought it wasn't as good as people were making it out to be, but I still really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah. But yeah, that had a lot of tension in it too. Mm -hmm. um, really good tension. Um, now, from from a, a lady's perspective and a man's perspective, I felt I felt like it should have been more like Sleeping with the Enemy, where you actually saw what this dude was doing to her a bit, mm -hmm. just so that when she was waking up in the middle of the night leaving, I would have got more of an idea. I oh, guess right. one of those cases where I, I would have liked to seen it more than imagined it with her, yeah. but her performance still, you still get it. Yeah, I, I just thought uh, maybe they should have showed something to see how bad this dude was. But And I know Universe, they're trying to get the Universal Monsters back. And, and I'm really excited about the Wolf Band. I know Lee Winnell 
mm-hmm. was is not attached to direct this thing no more. Um, I think he was attached as a director, I believe. I don't know who's taking over now. Nevertheless, I still want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, like I said, I like werewolf movies. And I'd like to see how they're going to do this modern take yeah. on it. I'm, I'm curious. So that's, I'm sure there's a lot more coming out that I just don't know of. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I'm still going to go see Halloween Ends, but I'm not too optimistic about it because I have yeah. no idea where they're going to take this freaking thing. So um i don't know what else, i don't know what else is really coming out really uh scream five not a scream fan so oh I, but but um i mean i'll still watch though the trailer looked good yeah the trailer does um, look good yeah um are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like this one i had to research because i would have been sitting here hmm i don't know but uh the thing prequel gets way too much fucking hate just okay. because of, uh, CGI, CGI sucked. Well, people, there's eight boxes you got to check off. I review a movie. I'm not just going on one thing. I'm going on acting, story, plot, characters, um, how well it's written, uh, special effects, all this stuff. So why is it a bad movie if it's the CGI in it is distracting? Um, I thought the character of the, the main girl was good. I thought uh, some of the, and it did have practical effects. They just, they built all, like they had all that in there. It's just, they had, um, the studio said, no, we want CGI. And they kind of just overlapped it with it. Yeah, that's what I've but, heard. But think about, uh, once you go to watch this, I want you to think about it as if you're reading it. Okay. You're like you're reading the script. If you're reading, let's take the CGI, ima- your imagination. The scenes are crafted pretty well. Like this, the what the thing was doing, it was really good stuff. I I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. I can look past that CGI, that that distracting CGI, and it was in a few scenes where it was really distract. I get it. I get people's. I mean, I love the thing. I love it. I love it to death. One of my favorites. But this thing gets too much hate. I mean, it's a pretty grounded, you know, uh, movie, and some of the characters are hilarious. Like the Norwegian camp guys are all really funny, and and the way they tie it into the first movie like they would have had to study John Carpenter's thing to a T and they did a good job on that hmm. by where every scene you like a, a little scene where, uh, where Kurt Russell and Buddy go over to the camp when it's burned down they got all those details in there like the axe in the wall and the the dead the the what do you call it the two person kind of melded into one thing outside uh, and the guy who kind of slit his wrist and stuff, they have all those details in there. Mm. Um, okay. Kind of like what Mike Flanagan with Dr. Sleep, he put all the attention to detail. Yeah. They did a really good job to the attention to detail of the thing, but everyone just mentions the CGI and they don't, oh, well, tell me what else was wrong with it then. Yeah. Okay, cool. You're the second person who's defended that movie to me lately. So maybe I will give it a try because I had only heard bad things before recently. I, uh, I I would I would and then you know yeah. if the CGI is too distracting for you, I mean I believe you said on my show that the, you found some of the effects in the original thing. Yeah, to be, I thought they were really cheesy. Right? So, <laughs> well, there you go. Like, <laughs> but uh, just try to look past it a bit. Okay. If you can in the in in, in the remake, um, it's uh yeah it, I still I still I'll put it on uh I'll put it on every couple years maybe. 
like i'll usually watch it before i watch the thing i'll let i'll watch it in order oh okay like watch the the prequel yeah. then go into the the real one and uh yeah i i enjoy that one another one i want to mention too is i love the village and <laughs> most people do not like this movie i find um it was yeah. marketed wrong it's oh, okay. marketed as a horror film but it's really a romance movie it's more <laughs> like a, a period romance film uh i like the i love the ending i don't know if you've seen this i've i saw it in theaters i've only seen it once um okay i didn't like that they told you what was happening so early through i didn't okay. hate the movie i'm not a hater of the movie but yeah, I just I was annoyed that they showed you what was happening, what was actually going on so early. Okay. Um, it's one of the endings I actually like because <laughs> as a kid I used to imagine where I built my tree fort and stuff like that. I used to imagine what if you could just stay here and live out your life kind of here, like in this and when I watched the village and I found that ending and I went, Oh wow, that's cool. Like <laughs> it may be far fetched that no yeah. one knows these people are there. I mean, eventually a plane's going to go by, right? I Like all M. Night Shyamalan films, I'm sure you could find holes all yeah. through them. But uh, I always enjoyed that one. I always enjoy whenever. I don't watch it every year, but it was really hard for me to think of movies that I, I mean, I know I like some bad ones, but so do a lot of other people. So, But I was trying to think of ones that people hate. <laughs> and uh, that's, the, yeah, I would say that one and... Uh, uh, the village and the thing prequel come to mind. Yeah, those are great answers. I think there is a horror company that makes a t-shirt that says, I liked M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. So maybe you should pick that up. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> maybe I should. I can't be the only one. <laughs> no, you're def- um, a horror YouTuber named Sarah Hawkinson. She likes that movie too. So. Oh, good. I, yeah, Sarah's great. Yeah. Um, if you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? Oh boy. Um Friday the 13th would be a great like if I was to remake a horror film, I would love the work on a Friday film, but I would make it about Mrs. Voorhees. Okay. I, I'd go back I would go back and make it about her. Um that would be fun. That's that's kind of a easy answer for me because I'm a big Friday fan. Um I think Silver Bullet would make a great now shutter series, like a 10 part. Mm-hmm. episode because the novel novella is it called it's called mm-hmm. cycle of the werewolf and so each month it's about a victim who gets attacked by this werewolf who's the the reverend of this town um and silver bullet's my favorite werewolf film too um i think if you make it about each episode's about the victim you get to know the victim halfway through the episode and then when you kill them off near the end it'd be pretty dramatic emotional to some characters other characters in that movie are they're not nice people so maybe there'll be satisfaction there but (laughs) (laughs) and then get to know the brother sister halfway through it Mm -hmm. start bringing them along and then having that actual silver bullet story i think that could use a a good eight eight to ten part uh series i think that'd be cool that a lot of people don't really mention yeah, I've never I've never gotten that answer before, so that's interesting. I think I remember seeing that movie when I was in elementary school or something, but I don't, do not remember it well. So my last question is, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Uh, not Billy, that's for sure. Uh, 
not Norman Bates either. I mean, you turn the light switch off, turn back on, you're dead. So Freddie, um, um, he'd be kind of fun. I think he'd be fun. Jason would be pretty quiet, so you don't have to. Yeah, wouldn't have to talk too much. He'd just be kind of a stare down all the time. Um, but I don't know. Chucky would be a blast, or Tiffany, Chucky and Tiffany in the same room, just hashing it out with each other would be fun. They'd be a riot to spend quarantine with. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. This was a lot of fun. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, my YouTube channel. It's called the J Man's Movie Cave. It's J Man. My name's Jason, Jason Knight, but J Man's kind of like what people call me in the chats. And the, I don't know how I got this nickname. So I renamed the channel that a while, a while, a while ago. So that's my YouTube channel. You type in Jason Knight too, you should be able to find me um i'm very heavy on instagram more more but facebook too but i know a lot of people are getting away from facebook it seems like so my instagram is uh my name is jason 13 um i'm on tiktok now too but not very often i'll show collectibles off and stuff like that and it's the same thing it's this j man's movie cave so which i'll post to instagram too kind of mm -hmm. but uh you can find me on uh in facebook too uh uh, the Jason Nike experience is kind of a, a group I have. I got a few other groups too, but you go to my YouTube channel and you'll go down the rabbit hole <laughs> of all these other things. If you go into the description and stuff and yeah, I talk uh, all sorts of movies. Um, usually I try to keep the horror 50% of the channel. I, I try. I mean, it's a, it's a hard balance sometimes, but we talk music there too. Vinyl records, uh, reviews, rankings, watch parties. Uh, and I know who to go to now for a, a ring watch party. So <laughs> uh, all sorts of fun like that, guys. So uh, come check me out. I really appreciate appreciate you guys uh, coming over and having some fun on the channel. Uh, I have a Patreon, too, if you're ever interested in supporting the channel. I have three Patreons, and they are awesome. They're the greatest people ever. Um, so we have a lot of fun. Uh and all that kind of stuff yeah it's 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 been a really good uh experience coming up on a year and a half on youtube so i've had a lot of fun doing it and uh but you got to take your breaks and i'll be on a break soon just uh closer to christmas yeah. and then i'm gonna ride into the new year and see what we're gonna do awesome well i will leave links to all of that in the show notes um thank you so much again and i will talk to you soon yeah, you too, Allison. You take care and uh, keep doing what you're doing because you definitely have a great niche and a, a great show. I do. Oh. I love listening to them all. I got a lot to catch up on, it looks like, <laughs> after seeing all your episodes. Thank you again and happy holidays. You too. You too. Okay. Happy Hanukkah. I know it's oh. Hanukkah right now at the time of this recording, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. It is. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There? I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jason Nike, and thanks again to Jason for coming on. I'll leave links to his YouTube channel and his Instagram in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod. We're on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at hello at whostherepodcast.com. Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.